What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteX.com. Today I'm gonna to tell you the truth about my arms. Today I'm going to show you exactly the exercises that I used to build my arms. My arms, guys, they're 17 and a half inches big. Now, to some that might be big, to others that might be puny. And I've gotten called puny before, that my arms aren't any you know, big shit, they're nothing. All right, the fact is, I wanted Hulk Hogan's 21-inch pythons when I was young. I grew up watching the WWE. I'm gonna fall short of that goal, but I laid a solid foundation, and I didn't really have, I'm gonna walk over and show you what I did. I, I didn't have a real genetic advantage uh, growing up. It's not, this isn't a genetic thing. People say, oh, Jeff's arms are genetic. They're not. My father would never be confused with someone that's fighting Bluto, chasing a girl named Olive Oil. My mother did, was five feet tall. She didn't have great genetics. The fact is my arms were also very small as I grew up, which led me to wanting to do something about it. And the only thing I had was dumbbells, not this whole damn thing. I literally had a few dumbbells and I had a bench and that's all I did. But I used two exercises and that is the truth. The truth is that I literally built my arms, the foundation of my arms off of two exercises, but it was how I did them that made all the difference. So the first exercise was literally a dumbbell curl. I didn't get into later in my life that I actually could afford a barbell, my brother actually bought it, I couldn't, and I started to use that, and that became my new favorite, but I used dumbbells to begin, and what I would do is I would perform my bicep curls, and the, the great thing that I had at my disposal was I had a few sets of dumbbells, so I could easily add weight to this exercise to allow for progressive overload, and if you watch my video I just did the other day on how you build muscle, one of the main ways to do that was to increase either the weight on the bar or the weight that you're using in your hands to do this exercise or increase the volume. Well, volume was another friend of mine. I would put it down and do another set and then do another set. I didn't have much going on in my life back then, guys, that I didn't have time to do more sets, right? It's either video games or doing a few sets of dumbbell curls. Okay, I used to do them in between commercial breaks, just to give you an idea. Not a real sophisticated plan, but it worked. The next thing I did, though, was I would take a lighter weight, maybe not tens, but I would take a lighter weight and I would abbreviate the range of motion. So I would get up to the top here, and I, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time, but again, as you watch that video, you come to realize that what I was doing was basically creating more metabolic overload, where I would abbreviate the range of motion, and I liked the feel of the contraction. So I'd stay up here, and I'd contract, 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 feel the burn, which I'm feeling right now, by the way, still with 10 pounds. <laughs> and I would contract away and try to resist that burn, basically creating an occlusion effect inside this muscle, not really letting the blood escape and exit that muscle so it would create that metabolic overload. So that was another way I was doing it. And then I wasn't afraid to pick up the heaviest set of dumbbells that I had and curl them that way. So here, I curl them up here and then come down slower, right? and come down slow, even if I had to cheat them up, or I could lean a little bit, but then eccentrically, slowly lower them down. And what I'm saying to you is that this was one of the most effective methods for me, because there's an end point. I needed other tactics, so I could go for an extremely heavy set of dumbbells and just worry about lowering them slowly. That gave me that all-important third way, creating eccentric muscle damage, and soreness to achieve the outcome of bigger arms. So when it comes to building arms, you need all three of those tactics. And I didn't even realize it, that I was using all three, but I was. 
Now I was doing it with a single, um, a single exercise. Here, I did the same thing for my triceps. The second exercise I relied on was a dumbbell tricep extension, where I'd lay on a bench, I'd put the dumbbells up, and again, I learned quickly that in this position, I don't have a lot of overload on the triceps. By setting my arms back about 20 or 30 degrees, now they're working just to hold them there. So what I did is I and it also preset my arms to get a bigger stretch at the bottom. And that's how I performed them. But the key was I applied the same principles. I do regular dumbbell tricep extensions, controlled, and I try to add weight whenever I could. I tried to increase volume, like I said, commercial breaks whenever I could, probably too much really. And then I would use heavy weights, right? Get them up here and really try to slow down the eccentric all the way down and stretch, cheat them up if I had to, come down here, eccentric and stretch all the way through, right? And then the same thing applies here too. I would take a lighter weight, get in position. Again, not at the same time, just throughout the development of my arms, building that foundation, I would get into this abbreviated position here, right there in the contraction, and I would crank away. And I would do a lot of these sets until I couldn't take it anymore. And what it also taught me was sort of how to resist the burn. I actually got comfortable with the burn. I actually enjoyed the feeling of the burn. But the truth is that all the foundation of my arms were built off of two exercises because that's all I had. Now these days, I've actually continued to make gains in my arms from where I was in those formative years. I've done it by using a lot of other arm exercises, mostly for variation, to keep me interested, right? And even some exercises allow me to explore different strength curves so that my biceps get a little bit more complete development because I'm hitting all those different areas of the strength curve and overloading all those different areas of the strength curve. And the same thing happens with the triceps too. But if you're sitting in a place right now where your arms are just not good and you wanna do something about it, you don't have to be discouraged. You literally can take the same path that I did and that's limit the choices, take your two exercises, those are my two favorite for all the reasons I just said, and learn how to apply the different techniques and utilize the different strategies for growth you'll start seeing some serious gains. Guys, my ultimate arms program is one that I built off of all the principles that I wound up using all the way up until current day that still get me results. It's actually a program we put together. It's available for you over at athletics.com. And by the way, it's not just arm training. We literally cover legs and shoulders and chest and everything else. It's a very important uh, program, I think, that helps to prioritize your arms if you don't like where yours are right now without ignoring, obviously, the rest of your body. Again, that's available over at athletics.com. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what else you want to see here on this channel, and I'll do my best to do that for you. In the meantime, somebody else is actually using the same very principles that I did to build bigger arms. Jesse, could you hand me the camera real quick? You want to flex one? That's a shit. There you go. Nice work. There you go, guys. It works, it doesn't just work. Like I said, genetics is not part of it. This kid's got the shittiest genetics I've ever seen in my life. He knows I love him. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. See ya.